Listener Production. Like some to die for yogurt on some perfectly soaked burger. Bad boys get all the yum yum. Yes. Yum yum good. Yum yum good. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Yes, coming at you on a Monday morning or afternoon, such as the beauty of podcasting. How are you, Matt O'Kine? Hey, how are you? <laughs> Do you know who I'm being? What? On earth Do you know who that is? That? Hey, hey, kids, how are you? Like Krusty the Clown? What are Bron, you doing? Bron, do you know who I am? Hey, hello. Oh, you it's, are, it's you are in my nightmares <laughs> is what that is. What a way to start people's week with that image well, in their brain. Do you know why I'm doing that? That's funny that you say that because apparently the new there's a new Barney. You know Barney the Dinosaur? Oh, Barney... Get, get out of it, mate. Bluey has stolen your thunder. You were a big purple popular dinosaur in the 90s. Move on, mate. Whoa, well, that's why I'm coming back. Um, wow. That was better. Okay, look, apparently Mattel has announced the relaunch of Barney, but the internet, uh, you know, as is often the case, were not impressed. Um, they said they said they, they look, that Barney looks scary now. Man, the internet is a tough. Big to please, isn't it? <laughs> Ooh, the internet crowd. is the mean judge on a talent <laughs> show, aren't they? Um, yeah, apparently. And they people... judge mean judges very harshly as well. <laughs> hey, can I just say, by the way, the new Barney is a hundred percent not scary at all. It's fine. Like so friendly and normal. It's I don't I don't undersee well look, people are angry that they, that Barney's gotten a nose job. <laughs> Um, it's a little bit wider and it has like nostrils now. I don't think the original had nostrils. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, that's it. But like, it's fine. All right. Well, storm in a teacup, Matt. Well, look, you, you listening, look it up for yourself. As you're listening to us, give it a Google new Barney, the dinosaur. <laughs> All right. And have a, have a look for yourself. <clears throat> Best to uh, be doing it on Ask Jeeves as well, such as the... <laughs> Time frame as to the when nostalgic Barney nature is. of this conversation. <laughs> exactly sure. right. Why not go the whole hog? <laughs> hey, thank you so much for uh, joining us today on the show. Producer Bron is going to drop by later on, and we've got a very funny story from listener Renee, which you'll be hearing shortly. But before we do, let's jump into a news article that caught uh, producer Bron's eye over the weekend. That's right. Well, if you go to India. Matt O'Kine, you sit down at a restaurant, you'll probably be served up some spicy dal, and uh, that's somewhat of what we're going to be serving up to you in a moment. This is Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, I saw a news story in the media websites recently. They bring two of my worlds colliding. Head on, all right? One being that my, my daughter is, you know, almost four and we're reading lots of fun little books. And I think about the books that I was reading as a child, not necessarily four, but, you know, yeah. eight, nine, ten. What was in there? The classics? Oh, yeah. I mean, the Gruffalo's a, a big one at the moment. Eric the Awkward well, Fairy tales. Got a big book of fairy tales. Things like Cinderella, mm. Jack and the Beanstalk. She's starting to get into those. Hungry Caterpillar? Oh, Hungry Pack, mate. I've been reading that for years. Remember I had Edward the Emu was pretty good. No, I haven't read Edward. Edward. Got to get on that. You know what else is good? Wombat Stew. Oh, man. Oh, I used to love yeah. that one. Possum that was a bit Magic scary. as well. Hey, um, the other segment of this story, the other half of this story, is that when I'm asleep, right? 
Imagine me, 6.30 in the morning. Suddenly I open my eyes and my daughter will be standing next to my bed wearing a raincoat, <laughs> right? Pretending it's raining. And she'll say, get up. It's raining. And in that moment, it's not raining. It's just, she's pretending. She's going like this, yep. whoosh, pretending it's raining. She's wearing a full raincoat standing right over me. And in that moment, I think you are too awake right now. You're right? too awake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which brings us the question when it comes to young literature, mm. how woke is too woke? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we got there. We, we kind of did. <laughs> How woke is too woke? Yeah, woke is an interesting thing because, yeah, it gets, gets thrown around a lot. I, I find myself, I've used it once or twice recently. I'm like, yeah, that's a bit weird. But I remember watching a, a TV, a lady getting interviewed about wokeness mm. and the presenter asks her, it's like, oh, you know, is, is there too woke? And she goes, well, you tell me what you mean by woke, then we can have a conversation because people throw around the word woke <laughs> a lot, but what do they actually mean when they say that? I don't necessarily think, I don't think anything is woke or too woke except for my daughter at 6.30am. <laughs> she is too woke for me. Yeah. She I wish she up. was less yeah. woke <laughs> in that moment. Um, but as far as being progressive goes, I mean, there are things Inclusive, that you disagree progressive. with. Yeah. And you don't have to agree with everything, do you? You nah, can just you everyone's can just got a line with it. Exactly. But um this one piqued my fancy just purely from a discussion point of view because I think it raises some interesting discussion. Headline that Bronwyn Doizak passed on to us from the Guardian saying Roald Dahl books rewritten to remove language deemed offensive. What calling someone a twit? Well, <laughs> this is the one. Uh so this is the subheadline here. Augustus Gloop now Enormous instead of fat. Mrs. Twit no longer ugly. And the Oompa Loompas are gender neutral. <laughs> I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the gender neutral Oompa Loompas is, I had never ever in my life considered what gender the Oompa Loompas were. I thought their gender was orange. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't know. Mainly because, and I know that it extends far beyond this, I just never thought of... <laughs> Oompa Loompa bits. Do you know what I mean? Like I hadn't thought about what, not that that even counts as gender. Well, I the just, bits are separate I, from the gender. I know. So I wasn't, Matt, I hadn't thought about any dog. of it. <laughs> I hadn't thought about any of it. I hadn't thought about what sex they were. I hadn't thought about their gender. They were just Oompa Loompas. Do you know? Yeah. I didn't, I, like if you were going to, you know, put a fine tooth comb over the, over the inclusion of Oompa Loompas, I didn't think the gender of them would be their number one concern. I think the unpaid labour for people of a shorter stature would be the other two that might be a bit more than the, the gendering. Apparently Oompa Loompas were small men. Now they are small people, which is fair. That That is, to be fair, that is more inclusive, right? Well, Here's one like, that I didn't... Well, you can't see what you can't be. You want young women to <laughs> go... Women can be... For too long, men have had a stranglehold <laughs> on the Oompa Loompa industry. I'm just saying... That it is important that we don't discriminate either way. Okay, now, Augustus Gloop, <laughs> here's the one. In Charlie and Chocolate Factory, now described as enormous instead of fat, which I don't, look, I don't know 
And again, it's skirting on dangerous territory because I don't, I, they're being changed for a reason. But to me, I feel like, is enormous not worse than that? <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry. <laughs> some, yeah. Like, you can be yeah. a little bit fat and it's like, it's, I mean, it's all fine, but like, you yeah. can't be a little bit enormous. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm sorry, but that, I am so much yeah. more offended by that. I guess. All right. What about this? Okay. In the, tw- in the twits, Mrs. Twit, Mrs. Twit is no longer ugly and beastly, just beastly. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I just don't understand. (laughs) Like, yeah, where is the line drawn? Yeah. I can handle being called a bit ugly, but beastly? (laughs) You resemble a beast of some sort? So they're saying that if two people rock up, okay, (laughs) they are large and unattractive. It's better to call them <laughs> an enormous beast <laughs> than fat and ugly. It's I just it's not about whether it's right or wrong. It's just interesting to me. Bron, do you have any feelings about any of this stuff? You were the one who brought this. <laughs> I just wholeheartedly agree that enormous and beastly. If anyone called me enormous, I would not walk out my front door ever again. <laughs> it's so mean. <laughs> I'm crying. Yeah, okay. I might need to think about some movie title changes next to, you know, keep up with all this. Like maybe um like my big enormous Greek wedding <laughs> or something like that. Enormous Greek wedding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like Beastly Betty, the TV show. <laughs> This nurse on the front cover, Beastly Betty. What? Well, the alliteration alone is great. And Betty would feel much better, obviously, about being referred to as that rather than ugly. So you're welcome, TV execs. Producer Bron has sorted you out. It's all day breakfast. Matt. There's nothing better than being seen and being heard, Oh, you know, being really understood. Tell me about it. I am not invisible. I say that to myself <laughs> in the mirror every single day. I am not invisible. That's I weird. say that to my daughter as well when she <laughs> looks straight through me and says, more snacks, please. I say, I am not invisible. I am a person. Yeah. Not a vampire, though. No, not at all. I don't even like to give hickeys. <laughs> That is how much I am not a vampire. I find it very inconvenient for the receiver. I mean, whoever's given them is not thinking about work tomorrow. And they don't feel good enough to live with the consequences. I I must have a gross neck because I've never had one. I've never had to wear a skivvy. Yeah, the turtleneck. Yeah. To be like, oh, I've got to hide this hickey Mm. of mine because someone's been so engrossed with sucking my neck. Well, I think I've never had mark. one either. I've managed to avoid it because as soon as you just get out of it, you're just swatting away, that <laughs> kind of thing. So like, get out of it. But I've got quite stretchy neck skin. Like I reckon I'd have a pretty good hickey. Like, have a look at this. 
Like, oh, look how far this goes. So out. much stretch. Oh my God, you're like a sugar glider. <laughs> <laughs> you, you wouldn't even need a parachute. You just let the net go. Yeah. What did they base Waterworld off you? Are you? Have you? Are those gills? What the hell is going on there? Anyway, I like being heard, Matt O'Kine. And it seems like when we say to you, please get in touch with us with any stories that you have at all. You hear us. And Renee has heard us, Matt, heard the call. Renee, you had a turning up at the wrong place mix up. I did. It wasn't me. It was someone turning up at my house accidentally. Um, Okay. (laughs) So um, sit down because it's a long ride. Uh, My cleaner was cleaning my house, uh, as she does on a Thursday, and she sent me a message saying, hey, Renee, I've left the keys with the couch cleaner. And um, she's going to leave them where we our, our decided spot is. And I'm like, okay, what couch cleaner? In the message back. And <laughs> oh, said, no. So your cleaner um, had never introduced a couch, a specialty couch cleaner to her services no. before? Right. No. Uh, so then I, she said, oh, they've just turned up in a big white van and they're cleaning your couch for you. And I said, I, I haven't organised a couch cleaner. So... I quickly told my boss I needed to make a phone call um, <laughs> when, and dealt with it. And she said, yeah, this lady's turned up, big white van. She's cleaning a couch. I'm on the highway back to my next job. I was like, I did not order a couch cleaner. Who is in my oh, house? So you've got a stranger in a big white van just scoping <laughs> out your house yeah, right now. It's the FBI. They're planting bugs. There's no <laughs> doubt about it, Renee. <laughs> <laughs> they're not cleaning your couch. They're taking your couch. That's what they're, they're doing. Well, this couch is spotless. I cannot see a single stain on this couch, which is no longer here. <laughs> so, so my boss said, you need to phone the police. I'm like, because I couldn't get there and my husband wasn't close by. So I phoned the police and the police were flying down the Bruce Highway towards my house with the sirens going. And Ooh. I'm trying to work out what's going on. My husband then said, I've just gotten home. The cow- house is clocked. There are no cushions on the couch and the keys are on the washing machine and the washing machine is on. And I'm like, this is the weirdest thing in the world. Okay. I rang the cops. They stopped the pro- they stopped coming. And then I finally worked out like who it was. It turns out my neighbor had organized a couch clean. Oh. And oh, no. she's in the house. She's in the house behind the school, not the house beside the school. <laughs> oh, and she's probably sitting there looking at her dirty couches going, what is up with this terrible company? Yeah. <laughs> so long story short, I then rang the company and said, uh, I just wanted to let you know you're in my house today and the cops are on their way and I now have half a clean couch. What are you going to do about it? Can you come back and clean the rest? And she said, oh, I might be able to do a discount. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Just put you through the most stressful day of your life <laughs> and is willing to make up for it with a slight discount. Oh, dear. one half of the couch was beautifully clean. It was lovely. <laughs> Oh, wow. Thank you so much, Renee. That is amazing. We're glad that everyone's safe, though, and we're glad that at least one half of the fam gets to sit on the on the nice, clean cushions. It is now a dog couch. Not- <laughs> thanks, Renee. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Do you know what? I saw, I saw on Twitter a couple of days ago, this lecturer said, today, nobody showed up to my 8.15 a.m. class. Zero students of about 40. Sitting in the empty room, I emailed them, trying to disguise my hurt feelings. 
two minutes later, I get a reply. Professor, we think you might be in the wrong room. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> off I go to live in a hole forever. I hope he wasn't lecturing on cartography or something like that. Oh, well, hey, that, like someone, because the students saw the email, the, the tweet, because it went viral. So the students shared the actual email and it's, and it's, it's so earnest. It's like... I think we need to have a conversation about how I can make your classes more oh, like, enjoyable. So it wasn't like angry for not attend. showing up. It's like hurt that no, it's, he's not no, interesting it's, enough. It's literally oh. like, yeah, what can we do to talk about this? Because it's really important. They're like, dude, we're downstairs. <laughs> like, just come. <laughs> and it reminds me of when a couple of uh, years ago, remember, and I think I may have even mentioned on the podcast, but remember when um, one, a, friend, a good friend of ours ran TBC, the Bowlers Club. Oh, yes. In yes, Brisbane. Yes, yes, yes. Well, he was cleaning up the club from the last night's, you know, funk, and he got a <laughs> knock on both the... senses of the word. <laughs> and he got a knock on the door from a student of this university, University of Queensland. Yeah, and they're in the valley. They're like, well, you couldn't. It's like fifteen kilometers away, and she's like, "Oh yeah, um, I'm apparently this is where my lecture is." And he's like, "What?" <laughs> and she shows What's up, him the club. She shows him the. The like no. itinerary and it says lecture room TVC. No. <laughs> 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 so she's turned up to the, the bowlers club nightclub. <laughs> oh dear. Well, there are many mistaken identities when it comes to rocking up in the wrong place. Gus also sent us a message saying, I walked into the wrong, wrong motel room once and there was a couple having sex. Oh, <sighs> motel sex too. I mean, I don't, there's some, for some reason... <laughs> It's just, I shouldn't discriminate, but it just seems like it would be a little bit more, I don't know, revealing of everyone. Yeah. Motel, mo problems is what I, <laughs> <laughs> is my motto, is my moto. Um, oh my God. <laughs> Sarah, I went to the wrong birthday celebration. It was in the same building, but I went to the wrong room. I ate some snacks, got a few drinks on the tab before realizing. That's right. You told you told me about. Oh yeah, Ronica's that's funny. Recently, just recently. Um, so Simone said I begged to get out of a shift at work so I could go to a Taylor Swift concert. I tried to get through the turnstile, which wouldn't open, and security told me my ticks were for the next day. <laughs> oh, I had to beg my coworker to cover my shift again the next day so I could actually go, oh, do the double favour ask. Oh, I reckon, Simone, they smelled a rat. I reckon they thought you deliberately turned up the wrong one so you could get oh, out of the double. Hopefully no one at your work has bad blood with you. <laughs> I would tell you to shake it off. Anyways, uh, no, it doesn't yep. matter. Doesn't matter. Leaf texted us, I'm a man and at a restaurant in Mexico, I went to the toilet marked with an M. A few seconds later, a very unimpressed woman walked in. Turns out M stands for Mureres, which means woman in Spanish. <laughs> Does it? Does it actually? I wouldn't. M-U-J-E-R-E-S. Is that what it is? Mujeres. 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 There is literally no way I would have known that. Oh, no. But <laughs> toilet doors these days in the trendier places, I mean, they just have the weird thing. There's like, I saw one of a pizza place. And like men was a single slice of pizza and women was like the other seven slices of an eight what? slice pizza on the door. What is that? <laughs> I went to one, it was, it was a place in Melbourne. One of them was, they were both pictures of like cows or like bovine pictures. And one of them had blue testicles and the other one had a pink udder. Anyways, look, you have arrived at the right place. Uh, this is the Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast podcast. And we got more in just a moment. 
Well, it's that time of the week where our producer Pron comes in to tell us the article she's been clicking on, but it seems like her eyeballs have been doing a bit more clicking last night on the television. Producer Bron, you've been watching a bit of maths. Yeah, been into maths this season. It's a big, big one on the calendar, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, I've been seeing some snippets here and there, especially regarding conversations around sex, I've noticed, about, you know, what's too much, what's not enough, expectations, etc. But uh, I can't keep my eyeballs across every single episode of these uh, shows, so it'll be exciting f- to hear from you, Bron, about a few of the things that might have happened across the last week. Yeah, but instead of just doing a bit of a recap, Bron, because we've, we've yet to see the episode, you're going to tell us a few things that may or may not have happened and see if we can guess which one is the fallacy part of. One of these things didn't actually happen. One of these things isn't actually true. Now, Bron, there is a lot of reality TV out there, um, usually with some startling content. You know, I don't consume as much uh, as I used to as well anymore. And you thought you could catch us up whilst also making it a bit of a game show. All right, Bron. So tell us three things that one of which did not actually happen in the reality TV world. Okay. So these are all from last night's episode of Maths. Okay. So so here's story number one. A husband admitted he wouldn't have willingly told his wife he got a girl's number on a night out unless the group made him admit it and the wife, after knowing this, claims to trust him and not be upset at all because he's a good-looking guy. <laughs> oh, man. That's okay. story number one. Okay, so potentially a married person out in the club gets someone's phone number to be friends with them? Is that what I the... mean, there's no reason why he would have gotten a phone number for any other reason other than to catch up with them in, the, in this instance. I'm not... Unless they were like a really good upholsterer and he needed like new couch (laughs) coverings or something like it it just doesn't make sense to me. Okay. Well, what about the next one, Bron? Story number two, one of the wives tells the entire group that their sex was awful during intimacy week. She tells that her husband has not, is not enough of a man and she needs a big manly man, kind of implying his package wasn't big enough. And then the husband leaves in tears. Okay, this sounds extremely real <laughs> for maths. Okay, I can. Oh, I thought I'd... you were about to say for maths then. Sorry. No. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes life does imitate art. Um, now, so go on. Okay, I think that that sounds real. Although I do say it, it does sound insensitive. Was the the thing to talk about intimacy with the other partners? Like with your partners not in the room with the other contestants? Um, no, this was in front of a whole group of people, including the judges, the husband, and all the cast members. Oh, that was on the couch Ooh. when they do the thing before they hold up the yes or no. It's the commitment. I don't Stay understand. Away. Did they have a conversation before this moment? <laughs> a private one? We don't know if this is, this could not be real or not. Okay. Oh, right. that's true. I don't know how okay, much good I point. Good point. Okay, right, let's and go. The next one. Next one is one husband admitted he's still married and has an entire family living overseas. Um, Before he got on the show. So he left three children to star on maps in hopes of becoming famous. And he told one of the other grooms while they were drunk on a night out. Okay, there's two that I really hope are fake, but only one of them is fake. No way. Um, Okay, (laughs) I, I think that that would be, I think that would create an immediate eviction if that happens. So... I am going to say that that 
is is didn't actually happen. Yeah, I reckon. Because, I reckon the first one is fake. I reckon those ridiculous two second ones are um are the real stuff, and the made up one is the most plausible. All right, story number one. That is real. <gasps> okay. okay. We've got some audio of it. It's with Harrison and Bronte. Do you think he would have told her if the group hadn't started talking about it? I don't know. At this stage, probably not. So he got it. So he's out. He's talking to a girl. She gives him his number, her number. Yeah. He said that he just wanted to shut the situation down and just took it so she would go away. Seems like a lot. Oh, so of she crap. like wrote it on some paper and handed it to him, kind of thing. No, he had his phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, this is just a lot of stuff. It's- yeah. You know what else shuts the situation down, Bron? Saying, no thanks, I'm married. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> that shuts it down real fast. A lot quicker than here's my phone, put your number in. You can't get to the phone giving stage without mentioning you're married unless you don't want to share that information. Mm-hmm. Or oh, you should have done what Matt O'Kine did. We go, oh, I put the number in the phone. How do you spell it again? He goes, it's on the sign out the front, mate. <laughs> Maybe you've watched that. maths. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All so right. that one's true. What about the, um, the manly man? That one is unfortunately true. That was with Mal and Josh. Um, when did I question your manhood? What did I say about your manhood? You've said repeatedly, I need a, I need a man. I came here to meet a man. Oh, yeah, I have said that. So is Josh not man enough for you? I just feel like he's not a big, like, man. Drink Intimacy Week, it was just sex. It was just a transaction. It was just physical. And that was quite awful. I mean, Bron, can you unpack this situation, please? It's disgusting, (laughs) first of all. (laughs) I find it so weird because, I mean, I remember when they did first hit it off, uh, like she was so smitten at the beginning, right? Remember when they just had sex on their first night and she was like, He's everything I want physically, ticking all the boxes. Like, it was amazing. Why the the backflip? Oh, he was claiming that she didn't want to get to know him as a person. She just wanted to have sex with him, was his claim. Where, to the point where they'd been living together for a couple weeks, she didn't know what his job was. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so now I'm assuming that they turn around and go, now you have to be intimate. And I'm look. I don't Wait, doubt he's probably whoa, whoa, not whoa, putting whoa. in they, his best performance. They don't make you be intimate. There's whoa. Inti- hang on. Is that part of maths now? It's called intimacy week, where you like learn to. You don't have well, to they have force sex anyone. With each they don't other. have the guards come in and like say you have to do it. But intimacy week. What else are you supposed to do? Oh Twiddle my your thumbs or twiddle someone else's thumb. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, the point oh my is, goodness. Anyway. yeah, so look, I mean, uh, yeah, pardon him for not probably wanting to deliver his best performance after this sort of criticism. You know I, what I mean? I feel bad for Josh. And he went on what to say. What is a manly man anyway? And a lot of the guys defended him saying he is the definition of a manly guy who's open with his feelings is a good yeah, like, exactly. man. You know what I reckon is manly? What I reckon is brave? You know, doing the thing you don't want to do you know, getting over fear of something. And if you're afraid to say your feelings and those kind of things, but do it anyway, that's very manly. Totally. 
he also went on to say, like, if it was, like, role reversal. Oh, she's just not womanly yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It would be a whole uproar. So I feel bad for him. All right. Well, it'll be interesting what comes out after the show because there's always someone saying, oh, I was painted in a terrible picture. It was The footage was manipulated. And mm. I wonder if Mel's going to come around and say, hey, look, this is unfair what's happened. And I was just trying to be open about my sexuality and my expectations as a woman and someone who's come onto the show to learn and connect with people. So, yep, well, I'll look forward to this. Wait, so where'd you get the idea for old mate from overseas who had a secret family broad? I just made that one up. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, very well done. Well, keep doing what you do, Bron, because I reckon the uh, producers of MAFS will be licking their lips when they hear some of your ideas over the next (laughs) couple of weeks. How can we cut up these people's sentences (laughs) to make it seem like they have a a, uh, husband overseas? (laughs) Hey, thank you very much for listening. Hope you are well and enjoying all of the reality TV that you uh, you dig your teeth into. We're going to be back tomorrow with some news, some stories, and some laughs. This is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. If you want to keep in touch with us, at matt.n.alex on Instagram. Till then, bye-bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.n.alex.